Canto 3, chapter 14, verse 48. Yes. <coughs> Very interesting. <coughs> oh, part of the Bhagavatam, interesting verse today. It's uh, it's it's amazing how much Prabhupada can put into uh, one purport. It's not a long purport, but it's jam packed. Uh, you can see that Prabhupada um, he left it to us. He he covered in all of, in many of much of his writings. Uh, description of some of the things he mentioned in his purport. So he doesn't go into detail in the purport, but uh, we'll try a little bit today and explore. Sa Vai Mahabhagavato Mahatma Mahan Bavo, Mahatam, Mahishtata, Pravidha, Bhatya, E. Anubavitasye, Nivesha, Vaikuntam, Imam, Vihasyati, Savai Maha Bhagavato Mahatma Savai Maha Bhagavato Mahatma Mahan Bhavo Mahatam Mihashtata Mahishtata Pravida Bhaktyahi Anu Bhavitasaye Nivesha Vaikuntami Mam Vihasyati Savai Mahabhagavato Mahatma Mahanubhavo Mahatam Mahishtata Pravida Bhaktya hi Anubhavi Tasya Saye Pravida Bhaktya Anubhavi Tasya Saye Pravida Bhaktya Anubhavi Tasya Mahatma Babo Mahatam Mahishtata Pravida Bhaktyahi Anubhavit Hasaye Nivesha Vaikunta Mimam Vihashati Savai Maha Bhagavato Mahatma Savai Maha Bhagavato Mahatma Maham Bhavo Mahatam Mahishta Maham Bhavo Mahatam Mahishta Pravrita Bhaktya Yanu Bhavita Shaye Pravrita Bhaktya Yanu Bhavita Shaye Vishavai Kuntam Imam Vihasyati Vishavai Kuntam Imam Vihasyati 
Intelligence. Mahanubhava. Expanded influence. Mahatam. Of the great souls. Mahishtaha. The greatest. Pravita. Well matured. Bhaktya, by devotional service. He, certainly, Anubhavita, being situated in the Anubhav stage of ecstasy, Asaye, in the mind, Nivesha, entering. Vaikuntam in the spiritual sky. Imam this material world. Vihashati will quit. Purport in uh, a translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shiva Prabhupada. That topmost devotee of the Lord will have expanded intelligence and expanded influence and will be the greatest of the great souls. 
Due to matured devotional service, he will certainly be situated in transcendental ecstasy and will enter the spiritual sky after quitting this material world. So I say you can repeat. That topmost devotee of the Lord, topmost devotee of the Lord will have expanded intelligence, will have expanded intelligence and, expanded influence, and expanded influence and will be the greatest, and will be the greatest of the great souls. <laughs> due to matured devotional service, he will certainly be situated in transcendental ecstasy. And will enter into the spiritual sky, and will enter the spiritual sky after quitting this material world. After quitting this there are three stages of transcendental. Uh, excuse me. There are three stages of transcendental development in devotional service, which are technically called Shtaibhav, Anubhav. And Mahabhav, continual perfect love of Godhead, is called Ashtayibhav. Uh, and when it is performed in a particular type of transcendental relationship, it is called Anubhav. But the stage of Mahabhav is visible amongst the personal pleasure pot potential energies of the Lord. It is understood that the grandson of Diti, named Prahlad Maharaj, would constantly meditate on the Lord and re reiterate his activities. Because he would constantly remain in meditation, he would easily transfer himself to the spiritual world after quitting his material body. Such meditation is still more conveniently performed by chanting and hearing the holy name of the Lord. This is especially recommended in this age of Kali. Omagan Timarindas Yagyanan Jala Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitan Jena Tasmai Sri Gurve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitam Dena Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadanti Swapanantikam Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhupina Bandu Jagat Pate Go Pesha, go Pesha Kanta, Radha Kanta, Namostake, Tapta Kanchan, go Rangye, Radha Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishapanustate Devi Pranamami Hari Priye, Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Srivasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Pancha kalpa to rubias chakra to send of evacha, but it a lamba Once again, the verse <coughs> that topmost devotee of the Lord will have expanded intelligence and expanded influence and will be the greatest of the great souls. Due to mature devotional service, he will certainly be uh, situated in transcendental ecstasy and will enter the spiritual sky after quitting this material world. Um, 
Savai Mahabhagavato. Uh, he's a Mahabhagavan, uh, the greatest of the great souls. So, uh, Kashapa Muni is, is uh, telling his wife about their grandson, this grandson that we uh, are going to have. <clears throat> We're going to have two bad kids. Because of the arrangement of the impregnation, um, we've got ourselves into some trouble here, uh, lest our enemy tripped us up again. So we're going to have two bad guys, two demons, you see, and they're going to terrorize the world, the whole cosmos. But uh, our grandson, one of their sons, is going to be this magnanimous personality. Uh, he's going to have expanded intelligence. What does that mean? Does that mean he's going to get uh, straight A's in school? Does that mean he's going to be a, he can sit and uh, memorize history books or great mathematician? No, he's going to have expanded intelligence. Buddhi uh, Yogam, the highest intelligence. He will have expanded real intelligence. And what is that? Intelligence on the nature of the soul. Uh, it's just like so much time we spend in our preaching efforts just trying to awaken people that you are not your body. You are not your First, we have, you would think that we would establish that and then be able to move on. You know? Can we all agree we're not our body? Why, sure. Okay, move on. No, we have to hammer on that again and again and again. You see, uh, I experiment. I've been experimenting for a long time. Whenever I go around different places, uh, same faces, you know, and I do this question, you know, show of hands, how many here believe you have a soul? Everybody in the room shoots their hand up, even though they've been through this before. It's a reaction. It's a reflex. Yes, I have a soul. No, you are a soul. You have to, you see. So <clears throat> the highest intelligence, real intelligence, is first of all to know what I'm not. I'm not the body. And then what I am. Um, I'm an eternal part and parcel of Krishna. So what are your activities? I eternally serve my beloved master, my loving, uh, through loving devotional service. This is what I do. So I know what I'm not. I know what I am. I know what my eternal activities are, you see. So this is uh, expanded intelligence. If you can get this, then uh, you've already you've hit the ball out of the park. You've hit the home run. So from this, you can work keeping this intelligence that I'm not my body. I am an eternal, loving associate of the Supreme Godhead, and meditate on that. Uh, it says here. <clears throat> uh, Prahlad Maharaj will be involved in, in uh, meditating 
in meditation. This doesn't mean he's going to be sitting out on a mountain somewhere like this. No, meditation. In the beginning, we need some, maybe some whatever to help us focus, you see. But meditation doesn't stop. It should continue. I'm constantly meditating and realizing my position. Who am I? What is my position? You see, I don't want to start thinking that I have a soul. I don't want that. I don't want to. I want to continue this meditation of who and what I am and what my eternal activities are. So therefore, uh, I can continue to do this. I can continue to focus on my mission. You see, my mission is to serve Guru and Krishna. You see, if I can serve Guru, then I can approach Krishna. So I have to develop uh, this meditation constantly like this. You see, so you have the meditation. It's like chanting. You don't have to stop chanting. You know, it's just like one time Prabhupada was chanting. Uh, I forget who it was, was telling me the story, but he was chanting. Uh, I don't remember who it was, one of my god brothers. And Prabhupada, he says, he finished chanting. He put his beads down. He said, there, I have finished my 16 rounds. Now I can do anything damned. <laughs> Meaning I can do any damn thing now. So I can go do nonsense. I did 16 rounds. I'm finished. And he was making this criticism, you know, how sometimes the devotee thinks, okay, now I did my 16 rounds. Now I can go get into nonsense. I can do anything damned. You see? <laughs> so, no, you don't, you, you may finish your 16, you may put your beads down, but you can still chant in your head and sing to yourself. You see, it doesn't have to stop. <clears throat> our meditation on me being a servant of my guru does not have to stop. If it stops, then what starts? I am my body. I'm trying to enjoy and so on, you see. So we have to occupy uh, our mind uh, like this. This is the example. This is following in the footsteps of Prahlad Maharaj, you see. He was in expanded intelligence. This gave him expanded influence. <clears throat> I mean, does this mean that uh, he was uh, very uh, politically potent? You know, he could call up the president and say, hey, I'd like to have lunch with you today. Does that mean? No. Yeah. Because of this uh, exalted spiritual intelligence, his expanded buddhi yogam, uh, people sought out his advice. Uh, Maharaj, what do you think, you see? Uh, when he said, uh, my opinion is, people would listen, you see? And they would accept, oh, this is very good. This is intelligence. So the sincere people would. Those who had some intelligence would. So in our preachings, we, all, we always realize that from time to time, we'll come across people who are so stubborn that they're not going to change no matter what. 
that's okay. You know, free will is there. You have free will. Sail on your free will, you see. Uh, but there are people who are so sincere. <coughs> I was thinking the other day, <clears throat> what's the difference between stubbornness and resolute determination? You ever thought about that? What's the difference? Anybody? What? The goal. Huh? The goal. Right. Someone who has resolute determination, he sees the goal. He sees the target. He's got it aimed. He's, you know, uh, when you fire a weapon, you have to aim it. You see? So someone who is stubborn, he's attached to some process or something I'm already doing. One who is uh, resolved in his uh, determination to achieve his goal, he may change. He can be influenced. Someone may say, hey, you can get your goal better if you do this. But he's not attached to them. Well, I've already come up with, I already do it this way, so leave me alone. No, he's thinking, oh, that will help me get my goal? Oh. Immediately I discard something I was doing or was attached to and take up something else. That will help me get my goal, which is ultimately what I'm attached to, you see. So, uh, those things, those two shouldn't be confused. So, <clears throat> Prahlad Maharaj, uh, he's the greatest of the great souls. This type of, he has in, uh, increased intelligence, influence, and by dint of his devotional service, he is the greatest of the great souls. So, uh, he will certainly be situated in transcendental ecstasy and will enter into the spiritual sky after quitting this material world. So Prabhupada in the purport, he mentions uh, these three stages <clears throat> of devotional development. I find this very interesting. Uh, so what are they? So let's let's discuss that a little bit. Three stages of devotional uh, of development and devotional service. Shtaibhav. Uh, Shtaibhav. What is that? When there are dealings between Krishna and his friends which are completely devoid of any feelings of respect. And they will treat one another with, on an equal level. Such ecstatic love in friendship is called shtani. When one is situated in this confidential, friendly relationship with Krishna, one shows symptoms of love such as attraction, affection, affinity, and attachment. An example of shtani was ex exhibited when Arjun told Akrura, my dear son of Gandini, please ask Krishna when I shall be able to embrace him in my arms. You know? Hey, when you see Krishna, ask him when I can hug him. This is pretty affectionate, isn't it? He didn't say, offer my humble obeisances to him. You know? No. Ask him when I can hug him. 
I want him in my arms. This is uh, personal. Now, it's without respect, but it doesn't mean it's disrespectful. You see what I mean? It's, there's respect is pushed aside because I love you so much. You see? You are my dear. Ask him when I can hug him. I want to hug him. This is pretty personal. <clears throat> when there is full knowledge of Krishna's superiority, <clears throat> and yet in dealings with him on friendly terms, respectfulness is completely absent. That stage is called affection. There is one brilliant example of this affection. When the demigods headed by Lord Shiva were offering respectful prayers to Krishna, describing the glorious opulences of the Lord, Arjuna stood before him with his hand on his shoulders and brushed the dust from his peacock feather. So picture what's going on. Here's the demigod, Lord Shiva. They're standing in front of Krishna. Oh, my dear Lord, please remove your dazzling effulgence so I can see your beautiful face. They're like, they're kind of groveling, you know. So here's Arjuna. He's standing there with his arms around Krishna. He's blush brushing the peacock feather, the dust off his peacock feather. Well, he's not in that mood of groveling, you see. He's just, oh, Krishna, oh, get this dust off your peacock feather. So this is uh, the example of Shaivab. Uh, Anubab. Now, Anubab is the stage that Prahlad Maharaj is in. <coughs> Anubab. When the heart is effervescent with emotion, the devotee is seen dancing. When his heart hums with joy, the devotee sings aloud, and so on. These expressions of spiritual emotion further nourish Ras. The exhibition of these ecstatic symptoms is not the main cause of ecstatic emotion, which is actually Vaibhav, Vibhav uh, actually. But Anubhav is the follower and experienced as the supporter of Vibhav. When Anubhav is churned up in the heart by Vibhav, splendid symptoms are displayed in the body. Thus, when the heart is flushed with Vibhav and Shtaibhav, a second function is, limp, uh, is initiated within the heart of the form of Anubhav, <clears throat> which then acts to further nourish the Vibhav. Therefore, Anubhav really is a positive and independent uh, Shamagri Bhav. Shamagri means uh, ingredients. It's like, uh, you know, if you're going to cook something, you want to know what's the recipe, what's the Shamagri, the ingredients, list of ingredients. The ecstatic symptoms are divided into two divisions, Shita, cooling, and shepa, propelling. Uh, singing, yawning, and so on are called shita. Dancing and bodily uh, contortions are called uh, kshepa. There are other anubhav symptoms, but they are extremely rare. For instance, utpulata, the entire body pulsating with excessive jubilation. Uh, Rakta ugma. Exudation of blood, 
Can you imagine getting so much involved in uh, bhav? Uh, emotion. Bhav means motion. Uh, not angry emotion, but wild emotion. That you start to bleed, blood comes from your pores. And ashtibi, uh, ashtibi, uh, uh, excuse me, sandhi viyoga or karsana, dislocation or compression of the joints. This ex these extraordinary symptoms, <clears throat> like, <coughs> excuse me, kurmakara, taking the form of a tortoise as a result of ecstatic emotion, that is most, uh, that our most beloved Sri Nimai Chaitanya exhibited are neither possible nor applicable to the sadhikas. So Lord Chaitanya and his uh, ecstasy, his arms and his limbs were into, went into his body. So uh, this is from uh, uh, Jaiva Dharma, further consideration of Rasa Tattva by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, that first one was from the Nectar of Devotion, the description of Shtayibhav. NOD 42, Fraternal Loving Affairs. So, and now we get into Mahabhav. You see how this, ecstasy, there's, those who don't have, uh, Buddha yogam, higher intelligence, the intelligence, spiritual intelligence. They think, oh, there's one ecstasy. People say that, well, that's ecstatic. They throw that out like they do uh, awesome, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, what do you say we go to the ball game? Ecstatic. <laughs> hey, you want to go to happy hour? Awesome. Ecstatic. Cool. I have no idea. You can see uh, the materialist has no concept of the ecstasies and the hierarchy. This like a the ladder of ecstasies leading up and up and up. Can you imagine? You know, if someone says, let's go to the football game, and the other guy says ecstatic, he's not thinking like I'm so ecstatic that I'm gonna exude blood. You know? Or that I'm going to start singing and dancing, you know. So we throw these things around. It's like uh, it's uh, a fake society. You see, it's a fake society. We talk about love. We don't know love. We throw love onto everything. I love your car. I love your hair. I love your shoes. Love this weather. I love you. None of it really means much. You see, uh, typically when someone in this material world says to the other one, I love you, I'm leaving you to figure out the degree of what I'm talking about with my love. I didn't say it. I just threw out love. You see? So you figure out where, because I only have that one word and I use it for your shoes and your hair and the weather and I use it for your car and my car and you see, so it's kind of like a, a fake society. Material world is fake and misleading. Why is it misleading? Because no one knows the truth. 
If I knew the truth, maybe I wouldn't mislead you. But I don't know the truth, so I have to fake my way through. Fake it until you make it, you see. I have to try my best uh, to convince you that I have some truth. And I may even think I do. How many times do we see people when we're preaching in common, they think they have some truth? <clears throat> like this lady the uh, Thursday night, who was pretty much convinced that there's some spiritual, what did she say, some? Sexual. Through sex life, there is some spiritual exchange, you know? Yeah. So can't you have a spiritual realization through sex life? I mean, she said that like, oh, duh, don't you know? And I could only think of one word to say, no. <laughs> I wanted to say duh, but I didn't want to be that, but no, <laughs> come on. Well, that's foolish when you think about it. You know, we could go, I could defeat that, but I don't want to go there. And it's, it's an easy way to, to, to drill down and, and defeat that, but let's not go there right now. Uh, so you can see uh, the devotee is exposed uh, to uh, my study of Shastra, Guru Shadu Shastra. We we're exposed to higher thought, uh, reality. What is reality? For you, the jivatma, the soul. Ecstasy is reality to you. It's your nature, your eternal nature. Ecstasy. We're not talking about the ecstasy of going to a ball game. We're talking about the ecstasy that carries you away. You see? Ecstasy through intense love. See, that is you. It's not something you have. It's what you are. You are Sat Jit Ananda. You are Ananda. You are blissful. You don't have bliss. You are knowledge. This is what makes you the soul up. You see? You are a soul. You don't have a soul. You see? I think I have a soul because I don't know what a soul is. I have no knowledge. So therefore I have to fake it. I believe I have a soul. But if I know that I am a soul, if I actually know what a soul is, you see, uh, I know, I, I know what I am. So I no longer think that I have one. I have a body, yeah, but I don't have a soul. See, uh, when I can uh, uncover the coverings of uh, illusion, I realize that I am ecstatic. I don't have ecstasy. I am, it's my nature. I am eternal. I am full of knowledge. I'm not limited. As soon as I give up this bodily uh, conception, I uh, abandon the um, limitations that I imposed upon myself by believing I was a body. When you give up that belief, 
then you uh, release yourself from these limitations that you imposed on yourself. No, you are cheat. You are full of knowledge, you see. So this is what we get from Bhagavatam, Bhagavatam class, uh, Krishna Kata. We get exposed to these things that the world doesn't know. Not that you should get puffed up, you know, like when you're in the grocery store line, you're checking out of Whole Foods or I don't think anybody or stock shops at Whole Foods. Would. But let's say it's sprouts. You know, you're going through the line. You don't look at the guy next to you and think, you don't even know what ecstasy is. <laughs> you probably think you have a soul, you dud. No, no, we don't think like that, you see. Yeah, but we we do have the compassion that we want to tell everybody. You see, that it, it, this uh, pressure from within, when you get this knowledge, there's a pressure, you know, like a, a balloon, when you blow a balloon up, there's pressure on the inside and it pushes. So you feel this pushing that I have to say this. This, uh, this knowledge isn't something I can just put in my head and let it incubate there and hang around. I can't do that. How can you do that? You see? If you fully understand it, you've got it's gotta it's gotta come out. So <clears throat> with the time we have left, let's get into Mahabhat, which is very interesting. Mahabhat. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is eternal, full of knowledge, and blissful. The impersonal Brahman is the effulgence of his body. You see, a devotee knows that. It's not the ultimate goal. It's just the goal of Krishna. The Supersoul is his plenary uh, portion. And Narayan, the Lord of Vaikuntha, is his opulent feature. He possesses three principal potencies. These potencies are known as the internal potency, the marginal potency, and the external potency. Among them, the internal potency is the highest. Another name of this potency is the spiritual potency. This spiritual potency is, however, divided into three categories, Ladini, Sandini, and Samvit. Among these categories, the Ladini Shakti is the topmost. Although Sri Krishna is the embodiment of transcendental bliss, he enjoys transcendental happiness through his Ladini Shakti, which is also, uh, excuse me, which also <coughs> make the, the devotees enjoy. This Ladini potency helps Krishna enjoy in two ways. In one form, as an internal potency itself, and in another form, as the predominating deity of this energy. In other words, Sri Radhika, Radharani. The feature of Mahabhav is Sri Radhika. Sri Radhika is the shelter of Mahabhav, and each of her limbs are decorated with the symptoms of Mahabhav. It is stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Leela 4, 68, 69, and 71. Ladini 
excuse me, Madini Saha Prema Prema Sarabhava, Bhava Red Para Paramakasta Nama Mahabhava. The essence of Ladini potency is love of God. This essence of love of God is emotion, bhav. And the ultimate development of emotion is mahabhav. Mahabhava Swarupa Sri Radha Takarani Sarvaguna Kani Krishna Kanta Shiromani. You heard that name before, Shiromani? Bright, beautiful jewel. Sri Radha Takarani is the embodiment of Mahabhav. She is the repository of all good qualities and the crest jewel among all the lovely consorts of Krishna. Krishna Prema Bhavita Yantra Chandriya Kaya Krishna Nidja Shakti Radha Kridara Sahaya <clears throat> Her mind, senses, and body are steeped in love for Krishna. She is Krishna's own energy, and she helps him in his pastimes. Sri Radhika, the pers personification of Mahabhav, in order to please Krishna, the reservoir of all pleasures, accepts various transcendental ingredients of love. Again, in order to please Krishna further and to serve him, excuse me, separately with various mellows, she expands herself in the innumerable gopis of Braj. Mm. These dam damsels of Braj are directly bodily limbs of Sri Radhika. Just as Krishna is the shelter of all uh, and origin of all incarnations, Sri Radhika is the shelter and origin of all gopis of Braj, headed by Lalita and Chandravali. Sri Radhika is the ocean of loving mellows or Mahabhav. The Shakis of Braj are divided into four sections, which are Pipaksha or opposite, such as Chandravali, Tatashta, Paksha, or neutral, such as Bhadra, Shuhipaksha, or well-wishers, such as Shamala and Sapaksha, or those in the group of Radhika, such as the uh, Shakis headed by Lalita. This is the Sri from the Sri Prema Bhakti Chandrika, Sri Lanaratam Dastakur. So uh, look at the resources that we get as devotees. We get exposed to this knowledge. How does the common man get this knowledge? Mm -hmm without uh, the devotees. You see, this is the influence that uh, Prahlad Maharaj has that's spoken of in this verse. This he has this knowledge. One guy is saying, oh, ecstatic, dude. Prahlad Maharaj knows the depths of ecstasy. You see? And he may walk amongst people who have degrees, PhDs, whatever, multiple PhDs, straight A's in school, and they think, I know so much and you're just a, you're just some shadu, you see. So the materialist is always thinking, uh, I'm better. You may be great, but I'm greater. I'm in a show right here and now, but it's there. So how does the devotee think? Just the opposite. 
even though Prahlad Maharaj knows uh, the depths of ecstasy, he's thinking, uh, but I'm lower than you. I'm lower than you. The devotee thinks of himself as lower. Someone wants to compete with the devotee, the devotee says, okay, you win. Unless it's you having to defend the temple or the devotees or your family, someone wants to um, act like, well, I'm much more intelligent than you. Okay, you win. Well, I wanted to argue. No, no, you win. You know? If that's what you need to get you through, then hang on to it. Well, while you're here, let's talk about Krishna. You see. So when we chant this Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, this Hare, this is this uh, Mahabhav. Think about it. You can expand. A lot of times when we're chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, I mean, Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Ram. You see, uh, are we enjoying the Hare? Once you understand uh, Radha in this position Radha has, maybe we want to hang on to the Hare's a little bit. Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare. You see, not a quick Hare. Hare Krishna. You know this Prabhupada. He always said Hare Krishna. He would do Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. You see. So when we're chanting this Hare, every, every Hare we utter, uh, we're talking to the, about this embodiment of Mahabhav. You see. What is this? She's uh, uh, the pleasure potency of Krishna. Why am I praying to her? I'm praying to this Hare. What do I want from her? When I'm chanting Hare Krishna, I'm talking to Radharani. I'm talking to Krishna, but I'm going through Radha. What am I asking for? Please include me in this scheme of yours. You're doing this uh, loving devotional service to Krishna on a level that I can't even comprehend. Please include me in that somehow. You know? Uh, let me serve your servants or the servants of your servants. Just let me have some little uh, crumb that falls off your table of devotion. Somehow or other include me. I have no qualification. You know? But I know that you're there, and I know what you're up to. You're up to uh, pleasing Krishna. Can I tag along? Please engage me. And if, if we really meditate like that, then when the opportunity for, for devotional service comes along, yeah, I'm ready. I'm down for it. Yeah, you see. So we should think like that. It's not like, okay, let me just get my rounds done. Now we've talked before how, you know, sometimes we used to tease devotees in the old days how they would, they would chant, you know, Hadishna, Hadishna. They say, who is this Hadishna? Huh, what'd you say? 
Well, you were sitting there mumbling Hadishna, Hadishna. I was telling Hare Krishna. Well, it sounded like Hadishna, Hadishna to me, you know. Hadishna, Hadishna. Who is this Eddie Schnick? Eddie Schnick, Eddie Schnick. Eddie Schnick, Eddie Schnick. And uh, who is that guy, Eddie Krishna? Who's Eddie? Get out of here and leave you alone. Try to get my rounds done. <clears throat> You're praying to Rob Ronnie. Think about who you're praying to. Think about her potency, this Ladini potency. This, you know, she's all about putting Krishna into ecstasy. Ah, oh, Radha, you know, somehow or other, take me along with you. Not that uh, I'm doing some service. I don't really like it. I don't really want to do it. You know, Mother Domini's going to be picking up trash in the parking lot. I didn't want to do this. Who the heck wants to do this? I want to do some real service. Uh, do you think Radharani wouldn't pick up trash in Krishna's parking lot? Do you think she wouldn't? Yeah. What devotional service that pleased Krishna would uh, Radharani uh, refuse? You think about that. So, all right. Uh, I think we've run out of time. If there's any questions or discussions, we can uh, talk about it over breakfast. Breakfast, how's that? All right. All glories to Shiva Prabhupada. First, we have to tell them they're not their.